Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the Quantum Realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. Oh my goodness, welcome everyone. Thank you so much for being here. We are in a very high vibrational quantum space today with my guest from Australia in the wee hours of the morning. Richard Whitehurst is a beautiful spiritual teacher and he is going to share with us a mind-expanding episode today as we talk about moving into luminous futures. And this uh, guest of Richard, he is a clinical hypnotherapist, a psychotherapist, a meditation teacher, a poet, and so much more. Richard, thank you for being here. Welcome. Thank you, Lauren. Thank thank you for having me. It's uh, always a joy. And um, I really appreciate the opportunity. Yes, this is beautiful. You always help us to expand our perspective. And... Today, we're going to be sharing something which will open our hearts to the earth and the planet that we live on. But let's first talk about the current energies with you. Let's get a bead from you on what your sense is of what's happening on earth at this time. How's the energy for you? <clears throat> All right. Well, look, I, I don't watch too much TV. <laughs> that's but good. I, I am that's good but i am aware of you know i'm aware of the general uh, background of what's going on in the world and uh the different uh conflicts and challenges and this is the way i see it it's just a little metaphor of um and i've used it before uh there are many but uh if you are making ghee so those of you who don't know what that is ghee is clarified butter and the way it's made is you put butter into a pan, you put the pan on a very low heat and very low heat, maybe jack it up with a few extra stovetop grills and then uh, leave it overnight. And then by the morning, you have almost predominantly a huge portion of this golden liquid, which is a frying medium, cooking medium. But you also have on the surface, you have all of this milk solids. They're kind of usually brown uh, and scoop those off, get rid of them. And right now, I believe we're in that sort of process. We're also, you could use another one, uh, uh, the birthing process of, uh, you know, when when babies are being born, human or other mammals, uh, it's pretty full on. It's It has a precariousness. It's, it's In many ways, it's a life or death situation, pain and all kinds of things. Uh, and... We're also in a birthing process right now. That's the way I see it. So the pain that we're feeling, the uh, the stuff that's rising up to the surface, uh, what's we what we are all becoming conscious of. So it's a very important time to be here. It's what it's. This is the what is, but it's a time of uh, immense transition. Um, I can feel it, and many of my friends and associates, and probably many of you, if not all of you, are feeling we we're in the middle of something that's absolutely. Um, unprecedented. Um, there's never been anything like what's going on right now. And so um, for me, it's a time of excitement, uh, a little bit of apprehension, like, and um, I, I see this immense 
thing coming out of the future. This, uh, what Terre de Chardin called the Omega Point, uh, this uh, explosion of love. Was, I think it was Terence McKenna who said, we're sort of in the shadow of this thing right now that's coming out of the future. But it's not, it is not the great reset and all of that business. It's not that at all. It's far beyond. And it's, it's really, uh, I think for nearly all of us, it's beyond our, our capacity to imagine right now uh, just how immense this thing is that's, that's coming out of the future. So that's, that's a real brief sort of take on things. Um, it is a time of, of living in process even more than uh, perhaps we ever have. And not buying into the fear but really minding our own personal resonance, our frequency, our vibration. Like, how can I uh, avoid those things which bring me down, lower frequency, lower lower resonance, and do what is necessary to uh, continually, continuously raise our resonance? So that's that's a real short version of all of that. How about you, Lauren? What is your what's your <laughs> what's your take? On, and what are your feelings right now? Because you're you're in this too, in a really big way in terms of the work you do, people you speak to. Yes, um, I think it's vital to stay in the heart. I even have a sticky note on my um, monitor here that says, keep your heart open and in charge. Mm -hmm. And that seems like such a simple statement, but I look down at it all the time. And I have another one over here. I am the divine presence which is creating perfection throughout my whole life. Yeah, beautiful. So yeah. these little reminders on a constant basis is I think required as we move on the planet. As it gets more hectic out there, uh, it, you know, whether it's looking at the news and, and seeing the collective reaction to what's going on, it can be startling. And so again, to stay in the heart is really key. And there's a video that we're gonna to show today that actually we're excited to share it with everyone because if we have that perspective, the view of earth from space, that reminds us all why we are here. We did all raise our hands to be here at this time. And so uh, don't lose sight of the prize which is earth, new earth, and yeah. the new way of being. And so as we shed the, the old paradigm and the old patterns and behaviors, it's really important not to judge ourselves too harshly. I can find that we can yeah. judge ourselves and others. And so yeah. what if there were no judgment anymore? What if we had no judgment? What if yeah. we didn't care? Yeah. Hair prickles. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's beautiful. And that's the one of those great questions that is the re-emergence of the divine feminine. And it's the word if. Uh, by using that word, we uh, activate, awaken our imagination. And then we can suddenly we kind of start going into the frequency of, of just what it is. What if there was no more judgments? Uh, what if uh, there was greater compassion uh, more and more manifest in the world where uh, we are all understanding the challenges of this human condition and the opportunities of this human condition uh, to uh, really move into higher and higher realities. Uh, so yeah, that's beautiful. 
the heart is uh, hugely significant for me as uh, I've done some work with you, Lauren, on that. And yeah, um, yeah. yeah living from the heart, through the heart, more heart-centered, and it's not to exclude other aspects of our physiology, uh, i.e. the brain, but it is, uh, as, as Joe Balti taylor said in her amazing TED Talk, 2008, um, Stroke of Insight, um, a little bit more in the right hemisphere, uh, that sort of holistic thinking and everything, but the heart is the portal. It is the portal to just about everything. It's the portal to a variety of infinities. It's um, uh, the domain of love in some of the great spiritual traditions. The heart is that place. And like Tibetan Buddhism, Rigpa, the pure open awareness is in the heart. The yoga traditions, Ishwar, in the heart. So yeah, um, encourage everyone. And don't buy into that thing. It sounds so, it sounds so, uh, how to say, catchy. Uh, the longest journey I ever took was from my head to my heart, right? And yeah, we understand the basic idea of what's trying to be said there, but don't don't think that it's really difficult tonight, right? And it says easy as just putting your hand to your heart, setting our intention to be in the heart, breathing gently, lovingly, compassionately into the heart, and um, little smile. Boom. You're right there. So it's, it's it's simple. It's simple. It's natural. Children know these things. Um, yeah, but, but we, um, we and we, we, when we play with our animals, it puts us in our hearts. And so, yeah. children, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're playing and having fun. Yes, okay. So little reminders like that are great, just to fill your world with these things. Keep reminding ourselves, coming back. The whole process, in in one sense, is a great remembrance. That yeah, we knew as children. Wordsworth in his great poem, Ode, Intimation of Immortality, you know, he talks about how we fade into the light of common day as we grow up, kind of get a, all the analytical things, get, get, get along in the world. And the world, you know, up until now, the world has been pretty challenging um, with uh, the idea of impact causation, you know. Make it work. Just do it, you know. Hit it harder, stronger, right? And we're moving into a, a new, more of a presence of the divine feminine principle, which is that resonant principle, the being, not, not as much of a doing as more of a being. And that if question, using if in questions, wonks us right down into that, uh, if we know how to do that, if we know the way of being in an if response. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. So we're going to share some images and they're really speaking points for the wisdom that you're going to bring forward today. It's quite wonderful. And we do have our Zoom audience with us, and we'd like to invite them to ask questions. If you'd like for Richard to assist you with anything that you're experiencing or moving through yourself, please let us know. Okay, uh, let's, go, let's, let's go to this question first from Bridget. For the last three years, myself and my family have been going through constant tower moments of collapse. And just as I clear it with acceptance and love and move forward, more collapse happens. I feel I'm really aware and live in compassion and forgiveness, but it's really difficult, especially when I have kids that I'm trying to provide stability for. 
any help on how to navigate this with kids? Yeah. Hey, Bridget, great question. Um, I may not have any kind of final conclusive answer for you, but um, sometimes the collapsing is what needs to happen. Um, and I'm not saying that that just it just keeps doing over and over and over again. But if it if it does if there is a repetition that's occurring with that, um, then there is perhaps a category of that collapsing that needs to be uh, taken in, absorbed, and um, we kind of like not it didn't quite collapse enough, you know. So there's um, the kind of the principle of a let go, letting go, letting go perhaps a little further into the collapse. Um, so I'm, you know, we might need a discussion about exactly what you're saying about this collapsing. Um, but, uh, if there's something that repeats, uh, that's usually, um, one way to look at it is, okay, well, am I actually fully collapsing or I'm taking it right to the, right to the brink and I'm about to fall off into the abyss. And I've had that many times with clients where they go, I'm I'm standing at the edge of an abyss. It's black. It's and I say, just could you allow yourself to fall? Just fall right into it. Right? It, it will not kill you, but it will deliver you often to just where you need to be. So also just that that principle. Also, we are uh, we are right where we need to be. So what is uh, what is this collapse telling us? Uh, what's it telling us uh, uh, about whatever? Uh, sometimes uh, in the birthing process, you know, uh, and you're a mother. I'm, I'm not sure if you naturally gave childbirth to your children. Sometimes there's adoptions or there's other relationships, but uh, sometimes we have to give up our control in the birthing process and let mother nature uh, or the deeper awareness, let that run the system. And uh, so seek a sort of greater understanding in the collapse. When have I, and then that's always in sort of the psychodynamics of things. When have I, when have I fell into collapse before? And very often, and I'm not saying this is true for you, but very often uh, we have a foundational circumstance situation where we have been in a hugely collapsed state when we were young, lays the foundation, our so-called sacred wounds sacred wounds. And so we are called, if there are, if these sacred wounds are there, uh, we're called to resolve deeper resolution, perhaps, yeah. as we move into the new world. And it's not a better old world, is it? This is a whole new thing that's happening. And, uh, you know, Lauren, I, I shared um, in one of the talks, I shared this story about my old house in Virginia Beach. I live in Australia, but I've, I've been here about 33 years now, but um, brought up in Virginia Beach, Virginia, had an old house, visited it back in the 90s with my family, and uh, they were renovating, and then we went through it. It was a very teary moment because I had already been deep into process, living in process, and letting go of so much and addressing my old pain and my own personal collapsing in different ways of collapsing. I had moments. Uh, in in my life, where I can say, I would sometimes see someone in a wheelchair and think, oh man, that would just be, you know, and I'm not putting anyone down in wheelchairs. I'm just using my own perspective on things, but it was like, oh, if I was just, if I was in a wheelchair, 
that would just be, I wouldn't have to do anything. Now, and that's not true of people in wheelchairs, but it was just my own little imagination about it. The point is, I sought, I sought a, a deeper level of a disempowerment um, from my point of view. Uh, so anyway, went to the old house. Uh, it was in a state of renovation, it painters and carpenters and all kinds of things. Went through the house, teary moments. Uh, it was really quite quite a process. And then we left uh, the next day or later that day, we're flying out of Chicago back to Australia. And I, I wrote a poem about it. It was a really big let go. The whole thing was a huge let go. And then uh, got a call a couple of days later from my mother. And she had been with uh, talking to her friend who lived in that same neighborhood. My mother was elsewhere. She said, my friend Kitty, she came and told me that the house is gone. The poem ends, the whole, the old house has entered the mind of God is, and is gone. And a couple of days later, that's exactly what had happened. Uh, the whole house was gone, right? Like someone took a giant razor and shaved it right off the, the foundations, completely gone. And then I got pictures about a year or so later from my mother, from her friend Kitty, and new houses there. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a renovated old house. It was a new house. And it looked kind of similar, but it was like much more amazing uh, and bigger and, and just everything. Like, wow, look at that. So anyway, uh, we're undergoing uh, not a renovation. We're undergoing a whole new thing happening here. And so if we are feeling collapse, uh, maybe go with that. Take it a little bit deeper. Asking from your heart, asking. What is, what is what's trying to what am I telling myself? What's trying to be told to me? What's being trying to be orchestrated through me at this amazing transitional time in in the human species journey uh, and in my personal journey? Um, ask and you shall receive, and it that's so true, especially when you're dealing with your heart. Ask and you shall receive. You know, in the Vedic tradition, in the yogic uh, literatures, the Ishvara. It's the Godhead in the heart, the in infinite Godhead in the heart, the yogis. And um, send, the, send questions into your heart and then listen, listen. Let go of trying to figure it out and listen. What am I telling myself? What, what are we telling? These are difficult times anyway. I'm not trying to take away from the, <laughs> the overt realities uh, that might bring about some kind of outward collapsing. Right? But Power on, um, you know, continue, uh, keep the faith, as they say, because this is not the end. This is not the end. And each of us can be a um, an agent and we can each have agency in the birthing process. You know, Mr. Fuller, who was the great innovator, he created the uh, geodesic dome. He had he's the guy coined the expression spaceship Earth. And. Uh, he, on his epitaph, right, of everything that he did and all of the incredible ideas that he worked with, he wrote some beautiful books, Critical Path. Um, it, he, um, he used this weird little expression. I mean, what the hell is that? It was called the trim tab. And somehow he identified as a trim tab. And you're like, and I think of like a, like a TikTok or something. I, th I think of, but a trim tab, beautiful little metaphor. All of us. Trim tab is a little rudder on a ship's rudder. We have giant ship's rudders, you know, like the, the, you know, these ships that are making is huge. How do you 
the kind of energy and hydraulics that are required to turn one of those, but they don't, that's not the way it works. A little rudder on the rudder and that little rudder creates a vacuum and it's sort of, the big rudder is sucked into one direction or another direction. So it's not a giant impact causation, uh, more hydraulics, more, you know, those steering wheels from the old sailing ships, giant wheels with those, you know, all those little handles and not, you know, two guys on those steering wheels pulling those things in storms. It's not that at all. So we're small. We can say small, but we are significant. We matter. And we are like a little trim tab on the giant rudder of human society. Each one of us, we matter. Everything that we do, how we vibrate matters. And uh, so may we, <laughs> may we all be trim tabs, trimming tabs. They have them on airplanes too, like big, big rudders and and everything big ship comes around big ship comes around i hope that helps a bit yes thank you and we hope that helps you bridget um hang in there and navigate with love so we have um more questions coming in and this we'll just go right into it I know we've got some talking points to get to, but this support of our community is really important now because we are feeling, uh, you know, it's like we can get knocked off our kilter. Mm. We can get knocked off our kilter pretty, pretty easily and just look around and say, whoa, it's weird energy today. But if the goal is to stay in the heart in the face of everything, um, what do you do to raise your vibration when we are in the heart that literally the compassion, the forgiveness, the caring of others um, helps that actually does change our DNA and bring more DNA on. So that's the importance of staying in the heart, being in the heart, creating from the heart. What do you do when you get knocked off kilter or do you get knocked off kilter? <laughs> I never get knocked off kilter. No, <laughs> human condition, right? I think we all get knocked off kilter, um, you know, and in times. And look, you can change, or uh, how to say, evolve your identity. That's one. So the the three that I like, these are not the only ones. These are the three that I really like. Uh, become a visionary. Right? Have visions. Have visions that that implies activating the imagination. Become a possibilian, right? Yeah. I believe in possibilities. And I maybe have brought that up before, but become a possibilian. Like I believe in possibilities. I live through possibilities. Is it possible? If it were, what would it be like? And how would it feel? Ooh, there's that if question again. I believe in possibilities and become also an imaginarian. Like I live through the imagination, uh, not in not only, but significantly so um so three identities visionary imaginarian possibilian right and letting go is a huge thing letting go of what letting go of what we hear uh in the narratives out there that are being fed to us right uh, i would say be very careful about watching mainstream media news I would just say, I'm not sure. Assess everything by how do you end up feeling, right? And 
know that uh, there's other there's other uh, uh, frameworks, other frameworks. So here are here are some of them. I've already mentioned one. It's a birthing. We're in the middle of a, an immense, unprecedented birthing process. Never before has there anything anything like what's going on right now. Right, a huge birthing processes and in birthing already touched on this bloody painful it's intense it's has a life or death quality about it birthing another b word bees as in honeybees and um bees are pollinating flowers they're not the only thing but they're a huge that's a huge element of their presence in human experience pollinators and when you pollinate flowers what happens the flower fructifies and it turns into a fruit and there is a, there is a fruiting going on right now okay butterflies that's another one we are like butterflies and it has been not only individually but as a society what does a caterpillar do consume 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 you know eating good god the whole tree all the, the all the leaves have been stripped off that tree or whatever caterpillars but then the caterpillar goes into a cocoon or chrysalis and comes out fully transmuted into this marvelous nectar drinking brilliant beautiful thing hey, loren are you in costa rica right now yes have you seen those morpho butterflies there yes they're so beautiful they're so one beautiful. It's dark. Yeah. They're one side is dark and the other side is this brilliant blue. Yes. Electric, electric blue. I've, yeah, I've, I, when I visited there, I was like, look at these things. And they're so big that they're, they're not like, they're not fluttery. They're like, yeah. So um, butterflies. And, you know, there is a thing in the caterpillar called imaginal cells. Right. This is I didn't make this up. This is a scientific expression, imaginal cells. And it's these cells when it goes into the chrysalis or the cocoon to transmute, to transform these. The whole interior breaks down into this sort of biochemical soup. And these imaginal cells are activated and they rebuild through all of this biological material. They rebuild the butterfly. So. It's an interesting metaphor, and it's not for nothing that this just happens to be, uh, you know, in our collective, um, the imaginal cells. Uh, another B word is uh, there's butterflies, they're butter. And I just, I mentioned this earlier also, making ghee out of butter. And we need to see what's going on. And right now we are all being shown more or less, there will be more, we will see more and more and more what has been happening. When I, you know, when I have looked at the news, uh, uh, especially say in the last say twenty years, you look at, God, where, how are they letting that happen to the Amazon, you know, or the oceans or the whatever? Uh, it just seems like there's almost this malevolent force that's just destroying everything for what? For some kind of greed or uh, anyway. Everything's floating up to the surface and it's all becoming conscious. Carl Jung made that beautiful statement. Enlightenment is not attained by imagining beings of light, but rather by making the darkness conscious. Because ultimately we are, our, our constitutional nature is enlightened. That's what we are, but heart gets covered. 
So, um, butter, sugar. When you have a highly uh, saturated sugar solution, just like, can't you get any more sugar in this? It's just fully saturated. It's like a liquid. But apparently, you take a few more grains and drop them in. The whole thing crystallizes. The whole thing crystallizes. So my conjecture is that we, those of us on this call, and many, many others, there are millions of us, maybe not billions, but there are millions of us, that we are those those extra grains that are getting that are getting dropped into the super everything's ready to turn dropping mm -hmm. in crystallizing right um that trim tab idea i'm i'm, I'm uh, encouraging everyone here to adopt a new identity really more than hmm. we're powerful our, we have we have been maybe we bought into that we're not very powerful and we don't matter, but actually we do as consciousness, as consciousness. There's a beautiful idea that has come out came out in 1942 with this uh, Italian mathematician Luigi Frantope, and whether I'm saying it correctly or not, but he came up with this idea of syntropy. There's entropy, back to high school science, entropy and syntropy. You know what is that? It's kind of they kind of, you know, the yin and the yang, they kind of go together. They're complementary. But syntropy is change that comes out of the future. And uh, this was Teilhard de Chardin. He had this omega point. And I've just recently heard Donald Hoffman, who's a neuroscientist. He's one of my favorite scientists because um, he's not, not into scientism. He's just willing to believe I could be wrong, right? This is the evidence so far. But he has just recently come out with a statement that um, it looks like Terre de Chardin with his omega point was really onto something. So um, there's something coming out of the future. And it's really the big thing that's coming out of the future is based in love, based in love. And it's like this immense. Did anyone, probably many of us have seen the Beirut explosion that happened a couple of years ago, which is a horrific, yeah, this nitrate or something stored in a huge warehouse facility down near the, uh, the, the sea thing exploded and this shockwave went out, just bang, everything just said like that. There's a shockwave of love coming and um, how do I know? That's what that's what I'm intuiting, but I'm not alone. There are many people are intuiting this, and you're hearing it from uh, you know these inc incredible metaphysical teachers, um, Robert Monroe, who wrote these books that based on his astral travels, which were just amazing. He wrote three journeys out of the body. That was as a standard, get out of the body and do interesting little things. But then he went further, deeper, and into into alternate dimensions of reality. And he came back once, back to the earth plane. There was a whole bunch of beings. He said, oh, the whole planet was enveloped by these other beings from either other planetary systems in our galaxy or other dimensional circumstances. And when asked, what are, what's going on here? I said, we're waiting to see this thing. What is this thing? What's, what, what things? There's something about to happen to this planet that is of universal significance. Not just like the solar system, you know, the sun and you know, our sun, our little local. Something of immense significance is about to happen.
So um, that's all of these things will raise your resonance, right? And then using that if question, which I can't get enough of it, but you know, if we are were in a birth, if we if we were in a birthing process right now, and there's something that's coming behind that, which is like the miracle of a baby being born. And those of you who've seen, I've seen it, I've seen a number of births occur. And it's it is, we just kind of reel back and wonder at the awe of like, oh my God, you know, another human being is like coming. Um, something wonderful is about to happen. You know, I just, uh, remember the uh, 2001 Space Odyssey, still considered one of the greatest uh, science fiction movies ever made. And uh, what's happening? You know, and there was that thing, Care Delora played that part and said, uh, something wonderful, something wonderful, right? So I encourage all of you to hold on, hold on to your seats because Kansas literally is going bye-bye. So um, there are a number of ways of raising your resonance, but using that if question, if, which activates the imagination. And if that's if that happened, how would it feel? Bingo. That's it. If if we were in a birthing process and a miraculous birth of a new world occurred where people were, everyone was in a state of shock and wonder and they're almost stunned at it's so different. It's not uh, remaking the old world. It's not renovation. New. How would that feel? Go into your body, go into your heart. If people, if millions of people were just waking up more and more, and the whole basis of our materialistic civilization was unraveled, and then a whole new, a whole new foundation became established, and a whole new structure occurred on that, which was based on love compassion, understanding, empathy, forgiveness, um, joy, wonder, and awe. How would that feel? Okay. There's things little, I can see little dialogue boxes coming up at the bottom. <laughs> well, I do love that. And that is uh, the three words, uh, become a visionary, become a possibilion, possibillionaire. I like that word. And imaginarian. And this is why it's so important to always keep our vision, our eye on the prize, regardless of the polarity. I am sometimes stunned, stunned by the polarity that's going on, even among the spiritual community. But what continues to give me hope is the end result that everyone, everyone can agree on, whether it's this side, that side, upside down, left, right underneath, below, whatever, is that I truly sense that everyone wants joy, love, peace, happiness, yeah. um, balance, harmony. And so if we can rise above the polarity and see that ultimate imaginarian viewpoint, mm -hmm. possibilian viewpoint, then that really is beautiful. And I love the words of encouragement that, you know, like a few more drops of sugar, a few more drops of love will 
hundred monkey affected and, and crystallize into something new. And I think that's what we're seeing, but we have to stay out of judgment. And again, not to judge whatever we see. Um, for me, as a former journalist, watching the news is a bit jarring because I was in it and I got I left it long before 9-11. But when 9-11 came around, I was like, I'm glad I'm no longer in that media because suddenly, suddenly reporters became part of the story. Suddenly reporters were saying, I feel this way. My family was affected this way. And as a trained journalist, we were trained never to put yourself in the story. So it's almost like the pendulum has been swinging back towards more of the yellow journalism. And we can each discern as more people wake up, we can discern by reading the news. So I'll, I'll peek at the news, I admit, I read the news, but because then that fuels me for my mission here on earth. Mm. And I can see when there's bias in a headline. Headlines are made by editors, not the individual reporter. So sometimes headlines are not even right. But now I'm even seeing commentary, opinions within a news story that says that that judges someone's actions. And it's like, wow. So I think people are becoming more adept at recognizing where there's bias, what doesn't feel right. You said it doesn't feel right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, wow. Um, it, the end result of this is as everything is being revealed for what it is, there again, I think we've talked about this before, there's a, a, a pressure cooker point where it's a surrender to love. Mm -hmm. Would you think that people are going to just surrender to love like like there's that if question if this gets what if what if that happened what if we just surrender to love or if we look at our problems as what can what is the best benefit for me how can this benefit best benefit me looking at that problem yeah. and that perspective really does take some of the pressure off yeah. so i don't know why i share that except that um there is a shock wave of love coming. We've been waiting for this, but I think we're seeing it as more people come into the feeling that that doesn't make me feel good, then they're going to turn to the love that's in their heart and express that. Oh, beautiful. Yep. <clears throat> as Jean Houston said, these are the times we are the people. We are the people. And the, the Native Americans um, uh, said, um, we're the ones we've been waiting for. We are the ones we've been waiting for. And, and this is not to offend any, any Christians, but we are individually, we are each the second coming, right? That's, and I believe from what I've read of the teachings of Jesus, sort of like, you are to do what I'm, what I'm doing, right? To be what I'm being. And so um, uh, that, we are, we are all called. And my own view is that I think many of us, probably most of us on this call are, you know, came specifically to be right now, right here in these times, to live through these times, you know. And my view, Loren, is that um, 
there will be a time in the future where we look back on these times. Oh, I remember, you know, the whole thing. And from that, that new world, that new reality, looking back on these times and just being, whoa, the whole thing has been amazing. The profundity and weirdness and just like unprecedented differences and changes are occurring. So um, yes, uh, mind your resonance, mind your resonance, how to, and stay in touch with your body and see how, how everything makes you feel. And then have the overview, which is why I've been so drawn in my own life to this uh, principle of the overview effect. It's like, I got the little picture back here. It's my little background, which is no. get above the earth, you look down and then everything, there's a, a kind of a unifying big paradigm shift. All the astronauts and, and the astronauts, uh, doctors, uh, uh, one of the 25 years, he said, some of them think that nothing happened. But I can tell you right now in terms of their physiology and all the indications, every one of them that went up has been changed. But many of them, I would say predominantly, most of them are uh, vocal about it, that, man, you see this, you see the whole planet in one go and uh, or just get above it. And yeah. it changes you. It changes you. And so part of that thing, I guess what you're talking about, Loren, is that you have to stay grounded, stay in your heart, drop judgments, see what ways can I, how can I understand this in a way that raises my resonance? Yeah. Not to be deluded, but just, well, this is all part of the process. And there yeah. is going to be this, you know, what do they call it? Silo business or you know divisiveness you know, actually what do you guys want we both want the same thing really yes we're seeking love we, we're seeking uh, connection we're seeking meaning and purpose right so um <clears throat> what a time to be alive what a time to be alive and i just you know my desire is this they say at least another 20 20 years out of this situation um to get through this. It will, I don't believe it's going to take 20 years. I mean, it will, there will be a kind of a continual thing, but I believe the next, you know, two or three years, especially are going to be something else really amazing. And uh, just, yeah, glad I'm here. I know we're all here. We all chose, we all raised our hands really high to be here. And we yeah. said, I know I said, you're kidding me. The, all we have to do is put love in our heart. All we have to do is be love. We can do that. Yes, that's a no-brainer. Uh, and so those words should be a reminder for all of us and give us comfort. And right now I'm hearing that Shannon DeShay, Shannon DeShay song, put a little love in your heart. Yeah. And the yeah. world a better place yeah. for you totally. or me. Just for wait me. and see. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to sing it. <laughs> You're getting close. Uh, this would be a great time for that video that we're going to share. Tell us about this video because we've done this in a webinar with you. And mm -hmm. I there was so much tears. You actually read a poem. We've got a little bit different take of that video. But tell us about this video that we're going to play right now. Okay. Well, it's about three and a half minutes long. Mm -hmm. uh, it's um, spoken by one of the French astronauts in English. He has a 
the beautiful French accent, uh, you know, and um, Jean-Francois uh, Clairvoy, that was his name. And yeah. um, I believe it was on Earth Day in 2020 uh, when that he yeah. did this. And this, the images themselves are uh, compiled by our friends and colleagues over in France, uh, Jean-Pierre Gaux and company um, that put it all together. So what you'll see is the Earth from space. The images are taken from the L1 Lagrange point, which is a gravitationally neutral point about 1.5 million kilometers from Earth. So looking back at Earth, so the camera in the satellite is facing the Earth. And you'll see this, the Earth rotating. So it's beautiful imagery. And he's just kind of, he's been there. So he's speaking from his own experience, which is very beautiful. And uh, as you watch these images, just uh, allow yourself kind of to drop into, you know, my conjecture is that we all love the earth so much. We really do, but we're not always in touch with it because we're distracted by the pressures of life. Got to pay this bill, you know, kids need clothes, whatever, all kinds of stuff going on. So um, have a have a look at this. It's just uh, three and a half minutes long. Let yourself drop in, be centered in your heart. Maybe put your hand on your heart as you're, as you're watching. And... Um, feel the gratitude and the the wonder the awe and wonder of like this is our situation we are on a planet orbiting a star in a universe in a galaxy of 200 to 400 billion stars in a universe which now is considered to be one to two trillion galaxies which is wholly inconceivable it's freaky to actually think about it too much and it's just amazing and yet we are fully connected and integrated with all that we're not disconnected Okay, so that's a little intro, and um, roll it. When you see Earth from space for the first time, you literally fall in love with your home planet. The emotion is intense in front of the combination of beauty, fragility of life, and power of the geological and meteorological elements. The field of view extends to thousands kilometers around, and as we fly fast at 28,000 kilometers per hour, the landscape below varies very quickly, showing a striking diversity. You are seized by the dramatic contrast between this big, bright, colorful ball illuminated by the sun and the deep black background of the cosmos. Indeed, astronauts can't discern any stars in the sky when the sun or the earth shines through the spaceship windows. You feel the need to protect Earth because the atmosphere appears so thin on the horizon that you realize how much all life on Earth depends on this so tiny layer of gas maintained by such a fragile balance with the ocean. But after a few orbits, you see volcanoes, big mountains, hurricanes, huge tidal waves, glaciers, gigantic icebergs, and you realize that Earth lives its own life, regardless of human activities. You become respectful. Earth is a very strong and powerful tectonic and climatic object, which may seem a paradox since, at the same time, it shows fragility of life. If you tend first to look at details of places where you've been living, you quickly enjoy watching our planet as a whole. It is isolated meaning nothing else around exists which can come and help us. 
It is unique since no other planet resembles Earth by far. It is finite because from space you see its limited dimensions. And again, you are so impressed by the living beauty of the whole show that you feel happy and can't prevent emotional tears forming in your eyes. As you understand the rarity of this view lived by only few of us, you decide your duty is to share the experience and to make understand that all humans are members of the same crew of this single natural spaceship traveling alone in this freezing, black, infinite emptiness of the universe. Indeed, we should manage Earth as a spaceship, understanding how it works and living in harmony with its resources like we do with our own spaceship in order to never be in lack. Earth, one home, one crew, one mission. Let all future generations live long and prosper. Let's look at that again. The earth doesn't need to be saved. Woo, she just needs to be loved. Yeah. Yeah. Forgive me for the tears, but woo. Yeah. I'm gonna continue to play. Um, I'm gonna turn the volume off of this, but we're gonna continue to show this beautiful image of earth. Mm. Yes. And I'll repeat, one home, one crew, one mission. Yeah. The earth doesn't need saving, she just needs love. Yeah. And human that beings. Our, that's our love that we're, yeah. we're bringing. We are so capable of love. It's, it's one, of the, one of the wonders of the human condition and the human physiology. We, we can be so loving. Uh, I, I was seeing a program on, uh, it was an anthropology connected program and talking about chimpanzees I'm talking about, well, they, they are, make wonderful parents, but there's also, there's a real kind of a broad spectrum of the behavior. But that there's another species that has an even broader spectrum of behavior from the, from the demoniac to the divine. And that's, and you're going, who is, what species is that? And that's the human species. But let us focus on our capacity to love, our capacity to be loving, to be compassionate, to be understanding, and to acknowledge the wonders of our presence on this incredible planet. You know, these images that we're looking at right now, if a if, um, hundred years ago, early part of the 20th century, if they could have seen something like this, it's... We mustn't take these things for granted, this kind of imagery. And although uh, astronaut Clairvoy, he's saying, you know, we, we astronauts, we take it, we dedicate ourselves to, we've seen this, and, but we've seen it too. We've seen it maybe, you know, in a video format. And it's not exactly the same, of course, but let us uh, more and more dedicate ourselves to um, the more than the sustenance, you know, um, but to the prosperity and to the uh, 
greater, um, not, not just surviving or sus sustainability, but thriving. Right? We're not just treading water with the planet, but where we are thriving and where we are building uh, greater abundance of life, greater life support, greater consciousness, planet of, a planet of love. It's full, if you can believe it, if you can conceive it and believe it, you can achieve it. And um, so, yeah, we're fortunate to have these images and the outcome of science and technology endeavor, amazing accomplishments. So, um, yeah, we're all down there. You know, there's a question, how do we raise our vibration? How do we elevate our DNA? Looking at images like this yeah. raises our vibration. Yeah. I hope that when we look at images like this, we can see the importance of our love and the power that that love has to overcome anything that we're experiencing in our lives. Hmm. Um, you know, I know that there's some heavy, intense stuff that can be experienced, but this is like zooming out to a bigger picture. Totally. Mm-hmm. So we hope that this helps. And yes, watching these shows, Bridget, watching, she says, watching these shows and joining in with other raises the love. This is my mission. And to be perfectly honest, it, what, it is what keeps me going, especially these last few years. Just when we think, oh goodness, what in the heck is happening? Um, it's shows like this. Yeah. that keep me going. And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful to everyone who is a part of it and for everyone who is right there with us, shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. Okay, beautiful. Kindred well, spirits, yes. Spirits. And so there you go. All right, what a beautiful, <laughs> what a beautiful video. Um, just remember that video, everyone. And... Remember Earth. Remember Earth. I think when we do, solutions will come forward from that. There are many videos on our website, um, um, Overview Institute of Australia uh, org. Overview Institute of Australia org, um, and um, so we've got a lot of those kind of videos, and you hear it directly from numerous astronauts. So when they're talking, it's not it's not just their head but there's a lot of so much heart and they share this thing and you just say yeah but we've we've enabled ourselves to have this kind of perspective this overview perspective and that's symbolic really of of our own personal lives as well an overview perspective on other people because not everyone's behavior is very good no we're seeing some very some teenagers or adolescents being very misbehaved at this moment on yes. planet. <laughs> That's but, part of another story, which is also a higher frequency story, is that we're moving out of our adolescence. You know, um, some of you, um, I almost went to Woodstock. I think I've shared this before. I was in a surfing van. We were going surfing up from South Florida up the East Coast of the US. And we were in New York City 
you know, these like, I was like 16 or whatever. And this posters all over the city, Woodstock, you know, with a, the guitar, you know, with a little white dove. And it's like, Woodstock, far off. Hey, we could go to that if we want. And we decided not to. But the point I'm making really is many of us have seen the images of after Woodstock, the uh, Yazgar, the farmer, Mr. Yazgar's farm. And um, is it just a, it's like a shithole. <laughs> it was terrible. Plastic. And I mean, they just left. It was just a, like a garbage dump, a tip. It was just, right. That's the adolescent. That's not. So when you're moving out of that into greater self-responsibility, and what is responsibility? It's not a blamey thing, but it's our capacity, our ability, and our willingness to respond, right? And so not there were people that were picking up after it. But a lot of people just left stuff and the whole thing. You can just type it in under images on a, and Woodstock after Woodstock finished. And it's like, whoo, man, that would be a real chore to pick up all that garbage. It was just, anyway, we're coming, a new story. We're moving out of adolescence. We're maturing into young adulthood where we embrace our capacity to respond. Ability, responsibility. Yeah. Well, that's freedom. And this is where integrity comes into play. I think mm -hmm. each of us knows in our hearts the right thing to do. Everyone, I think everyone, unless there's some people who are just not not on that path yet, still being adolescents. Um, we all mature at different times. So integrity and um, yeah, all right, moving forward in that way with yeah. integrity, with responsibility yeah. for how we feel yeah. and doing the cleanup work within our own physical being, yeah. within our genes, within our ancestry. Mm. The legacy that we bring forward to our physical bodies. And like, yeah, my ancestry, <laughs> there were some dark moments in my ancestry. Because we owned a lot of the the Whitehurst owned a lot of land in Virginia, and this goes right back, you know, before the American Revolution. So back in those days in Virginia, there would have been I don't I don't have proof, but it would have been slavery, which is just abominable, horrific, but um, pretty sure. Yeah. And um, yeah, so there's a you know, so what can we do to? Free ourselves to let all of that pain and all of that horror go and to become more and more loving. But I love your summaries, Loren. You, do, you just do such a great job. And well, I, I'm going to call on Melissa. Melissa, you can unmute yourself and share your voice. I would like to ask you about your um experience melissa melissa says i just had the most sacred experience it may have been an experience to show me how powerful my imagination is it has left me in pure awe and wonder stunned so melissa if you're still with us and able to unmute please unmute because what was that experience what happened and so We'll just have to, there you are. Hi, Melissa. Hi, Lauren. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, I, part of me is like kind of just trying to hold that experience in my heart. And I don't know that 
that that this will resonate with anyone but i i was i've been i've been in this struggling space and uh before uh coming on listening to the show and i was trying to deal with um grief i'm experiencing a lot of grief and i i i had just lost my my dog and we were very like soulmates literally and that was like the last being in my life family uh friend everything so that was it and i you know yesterday i was really struggling with this feeling about um you know i'd go into the grief and i'd cry and then i'd go oh, i can't do this and i would hold my heart and i would you know work through it like i have to hold my vibration high i can't do this i can't allow myself to go into this and then i went into the struggle of that's not fair i need to feel this grief because this grief is to me represents the depth of the love that i felt for these beings and then um so there was just a, a lot uh you know a lot i've been dealing with and trying to figure out how to hold this vibe uh during this and and grief has been my uh, that's been my thing on this earth since I was a little girl. I won't go into details, but it's just uh, so I've been right with everyone in my life that has crossed. Um, and some of those moments were extremely beautiful. In fact, I would think all of them, even my even when my my father had crossed and I was right with him and he had had a stroke and he was unable to move any part of his body he was he had been like unconscious for some time and right when he crossed a big smile came across his face that i would love to share because i i i just feel i may have a message around grief and knowing the truth about the other side so here's what happened i was listening to your program here and all of a sudden I got inspired that I wanted to write. Well, I needed to go, I'm outdoors. And so I needed to go through this gate around to the front to go get my notebook. I opened the gate and there was this huge Tom Turkey. And, you know, like, to, I just got to tell you my awe. Okay, first of all, I, I saw that Turkey and it was so big and so beautiful and so real and he just stood there looking at me and i said hi ben so ben is my son who crossed over but i knew i could feel in every fiber of my being that was him to let me know that all of these all of these questions and feelings and 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 the dark nights and everything that i've been going through processing for so long it was like not only is he letting me know he's here but he's letting me know everything is okay it's gonna be all right and all of us that are on this journey that question when we see all this darkness around us it appears okay appears to be happening in the world the, the light is always here. It's always here. The light is here even when we perceive the darkness. I, that turkey, I, like where some people live, there might be turkeys, right? I, I've been in this space for, I don't know, 40 years. There has never, ever, ever been a turkey around here. And my son was so connected to turkeys. 
and he used to make turkey sounds and they sounded just like turkeys and and on his vision quest like turkeys came i mean it just there was like all this stuff connected to a turkey there wasn't like when i saw that turkey there was no doubt in my mind that yeah. was my son and the thing of it is i was in such awe the turkey walked away like around the corner of a house right and i followed it and it wasn't there the moment it turned it was gone there was no sign of a turkey and i walked the whole like this whole neighborhood all the way where it could be in and out of there was no turkey there was no Hair turkey. Prickles. Hair prickles. Oh, wow i know chills and, and and it was like when you were talking about the three things and i was listening intently and for me, it was like, that's it. Imagination. Our, our imagination is so powerful. I mean, yes, I believe that he can create from that side, but also I have to be open. My heart has to be open to receive and perceive the beautiful gift that he left. And I just really, it was like, yes, my imagination can create exactly what I need to get through any of the darkness that I perceive anywhere at any time. Beautiful. Wow. <laughs> yeah, wow, Melissa. Oh. Girl, you've done it. You've done it. <laughs> well, thank you, because this call was the inspiration. And I just, I love listening. I mean, Richard, I love you. I love listening to you. It was just like, yes, yes, yes. And like, I've just been totally loving on earth since I was a little tiny baby girl. So like, I'm, I'm with you with all of this. And I'm so grateful that you're sharing this and the, the, the beauty and how can we connect, right? Reconnect. That's what it's really about. Remembering, reconnecting the earth. It's all its support and beauty and why we're here on this mission. It's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Melissa, you are an inspiration to, you know, move through the grief, but yet still love so much. Mm. I, I mean, know. It's like it was a moment of, it was a moment Here's what I want to say too. This is so powerful because I truly experienced the grief and joy were one in the same moment. In that moment, they were one. There was no separation, right? Like where you feel like either you're in the grief or you're in the joy. In that moment, it was one. They were one. It was so incredible. Beautiful. Wow. And, and, you know, we're all called in our own way to bring our gifts, you know, and all of your grief has certainly not been for nothing. And the world, uh, for many of us in the human condition, we are carrying a lot of grief. We have lost a lot, just the very, the process of growing up. And we, we lose that magic, it was Wordsworth again, whither hath fled the visionary gleam, where is it now the glory and the dream? It's like, fades into the light a common day it's like mm. so that's beautiful and and um all of us are you know carrying the light uh into the world whether we're out actively talking about this stuff or just carrying it through our resonance you know little dark room light a little candle and darkness is dispelled and so we're 
all in this together. It's a thank you so much for sharing that, Melissa. And really, um, yeah. Bless you. You're so welcome, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy to share it because I just feel the love is so grand right now, and it's beautiful, and, and it'll always be there. It's never left me. The love mm -hmm. never left. You know, it got overshadowed at times by the grief, but it's it's never been gone. It's it's so beautiful, and that 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 turkey. I just I that was one thing that my son anchored on this earth is what you said, the magic, like like. As a young adult, I mean, he never he never lost his childlike mannerisms and magic, and he he did all of that in the world with everyone that he touched. And sometimes he would irritate people, right? Like, what is this? What is this man doing, acting like this? He loved it, and he never worried about what people thought about him. It was such a beautiful. It was so beautiful to witness, and that that turkey just brought that all back. And then you with the word magic, thank you, so beautiful, so beautiful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And you know, we have our wounded inner child, and right, but there's also Absolutely. the magical inner child, the magical inner child, the wounded inner child. We can that can be healing can occur, and we can integrate those lost parts of ourselves, but. There's also the magical inner child, and yeah, we can we can be fully freed up and not care really what other people think about us. You know, not not be hurtful in any way, but just no, you know, and that, that free to express, right? Yeah, that freedom absolutely. to express, and you know the natural, yeah, spontaneity of a child. Uh, how children in their magic, and they're just in the present, and, and yeah. So the, yes. I'm going to remember that story, how I heard you share it, Melissa, uh, going through that gate and seeing that turkey and his whole son's connection to turkeys. Uh, that's, I got it. And that's going to, I'll take that to the so-called grave. That That's beautiful. I really, really thank you for sharing that. Oh, touch my heart. I'm so, I'm so glad that I shared it. Thank you, Lauren, because I was like thinking, oh, you need to just hold this in your heart, this sacred moment. This is so, but the fact that sharing it has reached and touched someone else, that that does me more good than anything. Bless yeah. you so much. Oh, you know, Lori Rayon with Master Cat Puda says, Master Cat Puda, who channels Seth, says, sharing your love is what love is all about. Sharing mm -hmm. is really loving. So mm -hmm. thank you for sharing, Melissa, because you know. I really believe that you helped some of these others who have questions today and you don't know it, but you touched hearts and you are an inspiration, an inspiration for love. It's, it's honorable and commendable. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Take that totally into my blessed heart. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, what a sacred call. Thank you, everyone. Bless you all. Check, oh. out, check out the chat comments um the zoom because she's got a message for you to help Shirley as well. Aww. Okay. Melissa, write this down. Journal this. Put a date on it. Journal it. More will be revealed, I'm certain. Oh my gosh. Okay. Thank you for that. That's big. <laughs> All right. you know, as we as we as we frame this experience up everyone can feel they're lifted.
higher resonance, higher resonance, and um, yes. carry that resonance out into the world. Um, and um, you know, and it's people, people, all of us. Oh. We are we are called we are called to bring that light and that higher frequency into the world. And if anyone's saying, uh, "I need I need a greater meaning in my life and deeper purpose or something," uh, it might just be this very thing of uh, acting as a catalyst for the birthing of the new world. Um, oh yeah. So, thank you very much. I as as Loren was inviting you on, Melissa. I was sort of like, mm, not so sure. Melissa might be a little bit apprehensive about it. some people don't like speaking uh, publicly or whatever. But it, I really uh, appreciate your little bit of courage that came in there to do that. If that was, uh, yeah, it was vulnerable. It's a vulnerable sharing from your heart, and it has in, impact. And this call will people will hear this for a long time. And uh, so thank you so much. And every, everyone can you set an example for all of us to. Be, be courageous and um, step forward boldly and give from your heart and make it a better world. Thank you. Thank you, Melissa. And the, the spirit of the wind was with you as we muted you because the wind, we could hear the wind. So at any time you can unmute and say anything further, but thank you. Thanks for your sharing. Okay, uh, at this time, I would like to have Richard talk about ways that each of us can work with him. Richard has been on New Earth One Network doing webinars, and those are recorded, and they're so special. They're soft, delicate, but full of compassion and wide heart opening. So there's uh, the special offer for this. I'm going to put the link in our Zoom panel. I already put it on our YouTube channel. Plus, you can find it on the webpage of this show or in the description box of wherever you're watching or listening to this program. But Richard, this, this special offer includes the recorded webinars that we did. Again, they're so special. They're pristine, I'd like to say. And they're experiences that you can sit down with and just cuddle up on a couch and have your world expanded in that way. But you also offer personal sessions. So tell us about tell us about this opportunity for everyone. Yeah, well, it's um, I I love working with people and uh, being in. Uh, it's an honor to be involved in people's life process where they're moving forward, evolving, unfolding, becoming more of who they really are, et cetera, et cetera. And so, um, yeah, we have a uh, we're I'm offering a uh, thirty to forty minute zoom call to kind of uh work with any of the things that ha have been touched on in this talk and the other two uh, uh programs and webinars that we did one re regarding uh, opening the spiritual heart and the other having to do with synchronicities and uh these are both uh those two are both significant elements in what i perceive to be the uh, uh birthing of a new world um and uh as part of living a dynamic spiritual um, life as a human on this planet right now. So um, yeah, so we can do work uh, on either how to enhance synchronicities in one's life, um, how to uh, pr processes of becoming more heart-centered, more heart-focused, and what you can do with it. Um, and, um, 
and then anything that we've touched on. I'm I'm just happy to work with anyone, pretty much in any capacity to um, help them become more of who they always already are. And I do want to say that what a beautiful investment this is. It's very affordable time with Richard at a very affordable rate. And if someone needs assistance there, there is a two payment plan, two payment option, because we want this to be easy for everyone to access this. And the price itself is so incredible that it helps people and those people who need this help will absolutely know it. And so we hope that you check this out and work with Richard. Every time we leave our space from Richard, we are elevated as we are feeling right now. And you're from down under, you're from underneath the planet. That's why we're being elevated. Okay. I'm living in the in the underworld. And um, you know, that's that's where in the hero's journey. Uh, you know, separation, initiation, and return. And uh, so I moved to Australia back in 1990. And uh, it, it's, you know, that's how that's how it's referred in in the general idiom of our civilization. Uh, Australia is the land down under. And uh, so the underworld is where the hero's journey, the hero, the heroine, they eventually end up in the underworld. And then in the underworld, what do they do? They they re retrieve the golden fleece. They retrieve the gift, the boon, or whatever, and they take that out into a life-enhancing return. So right now, in my present process, I believe I'm in the I'm moving into the return, and I'm sort of coming out of the underworld. Carl Jung, the great one of the greatest geniuses of the 20th century, in my opinion. He had a, about a five-year period uh, when he broke from Freud. He was a sort of student and the protege of Freud. Freud was grooming him to be his replacement when he passed away. He was an older man. And uh, Jung couldn't fully embrace everything that Freud was teaching. He said, there's more. It's not just the whole basis of sexuality, but it's much more. Anyway. He descended. He had a crash. Some would have called it a psychotic break, but for him, he went down deep into the into the unconscious. And five years he was there doing all the gyrations of the being smashed and impacted by the self, the great self, the so-called number two personality for him. And uh, and then he later said, we came out of it, he said, my whole everything of my life from here on out, all the way to his death in 1961, was based on those five years of being in. The underworld right? so um yeah we're you know that's so some of you who are having the challenges right now it's another way of framing it up i'm in the underworld i'm in that initiation phase of my life i'm getting initiated into deeper understanding and there are gifts there are things to be acquired um taken on board and taken out of the underworld to make my life enhancing return right so we're going to return with the gifts. What are the gifts? What are the gifts for me? What are the gifts for you, for you, Melissa, and for all, Lorraine, all of us? What are the gifts as we go down into that pain, into that darkness, into the strife and the loss and the sadness and all of that stuff? These are our sacred wounds. What do we get when we go down there? And what can we bring back 
to bestow to bened benedictions upon the world to make it a better world. So it's part of the hero's journey. Life will be meaningful as we frame it up in these various ways that we've been talking about. So yeah, it's what a trip, man. It's a, I love it. I'm in love with life. Love prevails. Mm. Love prevails. All right, everyone. Thank you. Well, as we say goodbye, I want to actually show one slide that we've got here. This is um, seven steps into luminous futures. Mm. Here this is. All right. Seven steps into luminous futures. And Richard, I'll let you read this. Okay. okay. Uh, step one. I might put my, my glasses on for this. We honor our feeling and emotional states to gain meaningful orientations and directions and to deepen our capacity to respond, our responsibility. So this is, this really is the return of the goddess. Um, you know, not that she went anywhere, but this is a re um, where the, that goddess, the divine feminine energy, we're called to embrace and to be with that and to, to act through it. So feel, right? So these are all verbs. Access. So residing in our hearts, we progress from what is to what if, right? What is to what if? To activate the immense powers of our life-enhancing imaginations. Considered by some and certain by myself, imagination is our greatest gift. And everything, it's, it's put down in our culture in so many ways. Oh, that's just your imagination. But the fact is that out of the imagination, I mean, we live in a tiny house on wheels. Uh, but this whole thing came out of the imagination. Uh, this computer I'm on came out of the imagination. In fact, there's not a whole lot that didn't come out of the imagination as far as human uh, creations are concerned. Modulate, right? Through the imagination, right? And that imagination is activated beautifully through those if kinds of questions, right? Through the imagination, we consciously modulate our emotional states to raise our personal resonance to higher vibrational identities. Here they are, possibilian and imaginarian. Now, I didn't make those words up. Uh, well, imaginarian, I might add something to do with that, but possibilian that came through the uh, through a neuroscientist, um, uh, Eagleman. Um, he, uh, anyway, to begin to be the change we wish to see in the world. So that's the famous quote by Gandhi be the change you wish to see in the world. So it's a being thing. Again, that's feminine. That's the divine feminine principle. It's an embracing of, yeah, there will be doing, but part of the doing is, is in our being. Imagine, number four, we further extend our imaginations. We take them further to envision. So here's the visionary stuff. Luminous planetary futures from a position of high resonance by deeper use of if and feelings. Building that vision five sensory channels, right? seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, and smelling even, giving it full visionary experience, uh, presence, resonate. So I had the three Bs, but there's actually, uh, yeah, um, that was birthing bees and butterflies. That's what that means. 
sense. Uh, we further evolve a personal transition story and live life through that higher resonance narrative. And see, these are those sort of five elements of that. You can conceive it, perceive it through the visioning, feeling it in our body, right? Believing it. So that's empowering it through emotions um, to like, well, how does that feel? And how, what, what state of emotions are vibratory frequencies, moving into love, moving into joy, moving into uh, oneness and unity and achieve, conceive to achieve. Conceive, perceive, feel, believe, achieve. Commit. Uh, we consciously commit to luminous futures from that higher resonance. And um, that's a powerful energy. Make a commitment. And um, I encourage us all, make the commitment, recommit, uh, consciously commit uh, with some regularity and co-create. We enter synergistic co-creation from higher resonance identities and narratives with kindred spirits wherein the key is we and that's a statement from astronaut ron garan went into space looked back he said it's so beautiful but there's so many challenges down there on the surface of the world and it just occurred to him the key is we we uh, are coming together as kindred spirits and what comes out of this kind of kindred spiritness is a uh synergistic outcome synergy boom where the whole is greater than the sum of the parts something magical comes out of our kindred spirit um, collective and so seek out your seek out your kindred spirit tribe uh, not to be separate but just to have that affinity for yeah we're vibrating on the same frequency here and then let the synergy of our togetherness let that synergy magically manifest something more right something more so yeah these um there's a lot to each one of these uh, in fact each one of these could be a whole workshop but this um this just was part of a process that unfolded for me these seven steps into luminous futures and you can look at those uh, think about them wonder about them and if you if you uh, do uh, want to do the personal sessions you might pick one of those how did that work or whatever just, uh, it's a joy to work with other human beings that are in this amazing time. And uh, money's fine, but this is not about the money. This is not about the money. Um, it's just a vehicle of exchange. But um, this is about um, love, and it's about gifting, giving and receiving. And receiving is just as important as giving, uh, even though um, it's more blessed to give than receive. I, I think they're both equally blessed. And sometimes... As soon as we letting go of the pain in the heart, opening our heart and let in, can receive the love of others, receive the love from ourselves. So, there. <laughs> so beautiful. We feel uplifted, actually. And we, I really hope that everyone who is joining us feels that same resonance and that vibration. It is important. This is why we say your love matters. It is why you came to the planet. Your love matters. And so may that phrase lift you up whenever you're moving through grief or, or any challenging times. Um, we all have them. We're all human, but we've got this. So thank you, Richard. As we say goodbye, I just want to give you a few moments for any closing, closing thoughts. Um. 
remember the love, <laughs> remember the love and um, uh, always work to be understanding. That's, you know, that's, I, I work as best I can. We are not seek, I'm not seeking perfection, but I do strive for excellence and um, remembering the love and always working to be understanding uh, in all of my relations. That's right. I, I don't do it perfectly. And uh, I, you know, somebody cuts me off when I'm driving. I might, <laughs> I enjoy it now though. I, if I get irritated, if irritation comes through the system, I just kind of have fun with it. And uh, yeah, so remember the love, always work to be understanding. That's my, my closing words. Thank you so much, all of you. And Loren, thank you especially for allowing me to be here and to follow my bliss, what it is. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for following your bliss. And we are committed. We are committed to love. We are committed to love. Not only do we remember love, but we are committed to love. All right. Thank you, Richard. And thank you, everyone, for being here today. We love you and we love your light. Namaste. Thank you for listening to this quantum conversation and thank you for dancing with us to the cosmic heart. As we raise our own vibration, we raise the vibration of the planet. This show is dedicated to you and all awakening hearts as we are here to shine our bright light and amplify our love. Access all quantum conversations, special offers from our guests, and online healing retreats by visiting AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and from my sacred heart to yours, I honor your magnificent love and light. We leave you now with music from the universe. Music literally created by the universe as musical notes were assigned to mathematical equations. The result is this beautiful music available at AcousticHealth.com. Namaste.